Welcome to Leo Rising, a living tarot and creative intuition podcast. My name is Jenna Fox, and I'm a queer adoptee witch raised in fundamental Christianity and a mama to two rambunctious kiddos. Labels really help me tell a story about my way of being in the world. I'm influenced by my profession as a community college instructor and licensed mental health counselor, as well as my experience as a tarot reader and Reiki practitioner. If you're looking for declarative statements or black and white guidance, I'm probably not your gal. My approach to these conversations is less of a how-to and more of a come along on the journey with me. I don't presume to have the answers, but I'm enjoying working out the process with you all. So let's get started. I'm really happy to have you here. Today's episode features a conversation that I had with Sarah Angelica, who, if you read her Instagram bio, she is an intuitive counselor, as well as a recovery life hack mentor, which I just love that title, right? Doesn't it sound like something that would go great on a t-shirt? But anyway, this is just a wonderful conversation that we had where we talk about, you know, the spiritual journey. She has many years of experience in um, the spiritual realm um, and doing spiritual, um, spiritual work. And so it was just a great conversation as well as talking also about sobriety and her journey through um, the getting sober process. So she's a tarot reader and she is an intuitive counselor and she is just a delight. So I really hope that you guys enjoy this conversation. But one of the things that I wanted to let you know is that at the very end, when we recorded this, she had a different Instagram handle. And so just to let you guys know that it's Sarah Angelica's dot site now on Instagram. And of course, I will link that in the show notes. If you are following me on Instagram, you can just um, click through where she'll be tagged. And if you're listening on a podcast app, then you can just go ahead and click her Instagram information. It will all be right there for you. But I just thought I'd let you know that when I originally recorded this, she had a different Instagram handle. Okay, welcome Sarah Angelica of Deep Sea Mercury on Instagram to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jenna. (laughs) I'm so excited. We're finally getting to connect. I know. I love it. Okay, so before I just jump into like all the questions, I want to give you space to share, you know, just for people who you are, maybe where you are in the world and anything that feels good to, to, to share about yourself, things you want people to know. Okay. Well, yes, my name is Sarah Angelica and I am a professional tarot reader. I'm an intuitive healer and I am an intuitive astrologer. And, um, you know, I just, I'm really interested right now in my process of becoming one with the witchy ways that I'm discovering myself in. And I'm just really having a great time connecting on Instagram and um, exploring different uh, spiritual avenues. I feel like um, so many of us are exploring these paths and they're really, they're just so interesting to me. And I'm just elated to be able to have a conversation with someone like yourself who's interested in, in witchcraft and astrology and tarot. And I'm just really, really excited. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. So which came first, uh, tarot, spirituality, astrology? Like what was, what was the thing that kind of drew you into this path? 
That's a really good question, but um, I would think that I would think that it was more like a witchy, witchy feelings, like um, mm. that that sense that you know uh, that you know more than what you know, you know. And then I know that with me, I was laughing the other day because I found this old uh, birth chart that I had gotten when I was fifteen that I sent a money order in the mail to receive now <laughs> that was a long time ago <laughs> and i'm just like wow so for me um i feel like just having that sense of you know i know more and there's more than meets the eye here and i'm part of something bigger and i'm one with all of these things and i really am loving the mystery of this and then discovering things like astrology um at 15 and the tarot at 15 which i put down for about 20 years <laughs> and then rediscovered but um, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was very, um, natural, like, like the way it just sort of unfolded and, um, I was just drawn in all these different directions. I love that. Do you, do you remember the story of purchasing that, uh, natal chart by, um, sounds like by mail. Do you remember like how you came across that information? Well, that is something that I cannot remember the details of because, it obviously took a lot of digging for me, but digging is something that comes very natural to me because I am a Virgo and I have Scorpio rising and I have a lot of Scorpio and I'm very Plutonic. So I, I just like dig and I get into the transformation. And I just remember at that time, somehow, you know, we just, you have the computers and the internet was really slow. And I don't know, I really, I just know that I remember the money order and I remember sending it and then I remember getting it and I remember just being so fascinated with it and just so in love. And then I remember getting books and then I just remember thinking, wow, I am the only person besides these, you know, supposedly these people that are out there that write about this, that love this because nobody that I knew loved this stuff. And I, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't Facebook or Instagram, of course, or any of that. So I just felt I felt very like I had, I felt like I had this real special knowledge, but it really, and it felt like, you know, endless and that I could explore it forever. But I, I never thought that I would be able to um, do anything with it or talk to other people about it. So it was special in that way. But at the same time, it was something that would um, kind of come and go through my twenties because it was really a very like isolating thing, like good and bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like I remember, um, being 15, 16 and checking out a book at the, the school library on yoga. And it was like sun salutations. Right. But growing up in like a really conservative religious home, I, uh, I just knew that they like wouldn't necessarily approve, but I was like started practicing yoga in my bedroom based Ah. out of a book. (laughs) Like, and it was just this, like, it felt a similar, like that sort of like secret knowledge and being kind of by myself, but like wanting to connect with other people about it, but just not in my little town having sort of that avenue or people who could uh, help foster or help me feel a little less uh, alone in that. Right. And so it sounds like around the same time, tarot entered your life as well at 15 or so. Yeah. Well, tarot was a, a very, had a very strange introduction into my life. And um, <laughs> just because it was so magical the way it came in, because it was like, I went into a store, there was this little punk rock shop that I used to go to. Um, and, you know, I used to buy, you know, you know, punk rock teas and whatever. And 
they had a tarot deck behind the glass. And I don't know. It was like I went into this trance. I was like, what's that? Oh, I, I know what that is, but I don't know what that is. I have to have that. And so I know I got it. And then I know I looked at it and I looked at, I think, what is it? The Celtic cross in there or something. I don't know. The Rider Waite Smith. And I remember I drew the little diagram of the cards and I was trying to make some sort of like cheat sheet or something. And I remember going at it as strictly like cerebral, like I have to do it this way. And, um, and then I remember I just like, I didn't understand it then because for me, now that I know that tarot is meant to be, you know, you use intuitively, at least I do. So it didn't, it didn't work at that time. And I didn't get that. And so then I remember just being like, knowing it was really special and I put it in like a little, a little box of special trinkets that I had and I carried it around without paying attention to it for like 20 years in this box. And yeah, pretty much. So do you still have that original deck that you bought? I, I do. And it's 26 years old. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you do readings with it for yourself or I, others? Or? I used to do readings with it for others when I first started out. Um, and, and now, you know, I've, my deck collection has grown and now I have it in a sacred um, spot and I only take it out on full moons. It's just this thing that I have now. So that's beautiful. Okay. So tarot was something that you carried around for 20 years, but didn't do anything with, mm -hmm. um, was your focus at that time? Was it on astrology or spirituality? Like, or yeah. were you just kind of one of those people? Um, cause I've talked to some where it was like just spirituality or kind of that focus just wasn't really a part of their life for a while. And then like, boom, it comes back in a pretty big way. Yeah. Well, with me, it was astrology and it was, you know, basically, Oh, um, I would hit these walls and that's because I don't think it's any secret, but I, I talk about it a lot is that I had a very active addiction for about 20 years with drugs and alcohol. So, you know, you can only really get so far because everything takes um, a backseat to drugs and alcohol. And, um, you know, so for me, it would, it would be, it would just come in these, you know, um, cycles phases it'd come back hey remember me and then I'd only get so far with it because my main squeeze would take over for a while and then there's like cause and effects that go with that um but yeah so when I stopped drinking and um abusing substances is really when I had my spiritual awakening and um faced the reality of my situation I thought who am I what am I going to do how am I going to live sober and so then I pulled that deck out that I hadn't touched for at that point, you know, it was like 22 years. And that was pretty powerful for me. And that is how I started to find myself um, in sobriety was through the tarot. And the tarot became this grounding practice for me and the anchor in my spirituality for me to find myself and then to go, oh yeah, this is who you are. This is what that was, you know, 20 years ago or what you felt 30 years ago. And oh, you know, and so then it, Tara was really the foundation for everything for me. Yeah. You know, I feel like Tara right now is having such like a, I don't know if it's like a re-emergence or, but I noticed like just like the, the Instagram community has kind of exploded and there's a lot of people in my life that have been asking me, people that I'm frankly surprised that would be interested in tarot. Um, like, oh, I asked for a deck for Christmas and I want you to talk to me about it. And um so I guess my, my question is, um, 
when you were becoming sober and you were starting to work with Tara, was there um, a specific practice or way that you worked with the cards that really helped you do or feel grounded? Or was it, you know, daily card pulls or was it getting readings from others? I'm just curious. Um, yeah. It might be helpful for other people to think practically, how could they maybe start getting into it? Well, for me, I, when I love something, I gobble it up. So I'm a bit of an, a gobbler. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just like, that. I'm really into the whole process of transformation and stuff. But with the tarot, uh, what worked for me, you know, was reading about it. You know, what is, what is that saying? Taking it with a grain of salt. Like I would read what the cards meant, but then I'd also make myself, you know, look at it intuitively and, and try to feel what it meant for me. But the, what really, really helped now that I'm thinking about it is looking at it, describing it, and then feeling intuitively before I would look at the meaning. And then I would kind of see if they connected, you know, like if the way I felt meant anything, the way that the instruction booklet, how that, you know, how it said it was supposed to, you know, quote, supposed to mean. Right. And then I would just, but I would try to learn from it all. I wanted to learn what it was, quote, supposed to mean, but I also wanted to know what it meant for me. And then um, I try to relate a, an experience with it. So as I would pull like the one, one card a day, that was really huge for me. And in the beginning, that seemed like a lot. And I remember when I moved to two cards a day and I got like, oh, you know, and I thought, how am I going to do this? You know, it was, I was um, journaling about it. I thought that it was time. <laughs> this is so funny that I'm remembering this. And I remember thinking two cards a day was a lot, you know. And it was just like learning to put my experiences in the card. Like, see, for me, I would think of what the card meant and I would say, okay, for example, Ten of Swords. For me, that was my rock rock bottom, you know, like my biggest rock bottom. So therefore, whenever I would come up in a reading, I would, if it was in the context that I was sort of like familiar with, I would recognize it as that. And then like, you know, there's the five of pentacles for a lot of people is like financial loss. But for me, that card would come up um, whenever I talked about my divorce. And that was feeling like um, on the outside of love and like being like emotionally at loss. And I would just try to put my experiences in with the cards and slowly build on that. And then when I read for other people, it seemed that I was able to weave my own experiences within the context of what they were asking, along with taking in consideration, you know, the book that meaning, but really I, I read more intuitively. And so reading for other people, you mentioned that. So, so yeah. your daily drawing and your journaling and you're kind of working to get sober or stay sober. And then mm -hmm. how does, re how did reading for other people enter? Okay. So my experience is probably very, very extreme and unique. So with me, I just decided that I wanted to become a professional tarot reader <laughs> without, without reading for anybody else. Because mind you, I had, I had taken everything to the limit and I had really like, I've lived, I, li I had lived a lot of life, but I had also not lived a lot of life in, in this 20 year span of my substance abuse. So I came out of that. And as soon as I got a couple months of sobriety, I was a completely different person and I was ready to take on whatever I wanted to take on immediately. I was like, let's do this, you know? And for me, I was like, I'm going to be a professional tarot reader. And I, and I got on this on light side and I 
did the little interview and, you know, I immediately was like on this international channel and it was all like really crazy and I'm not going to go into all these details, but at the time I got so much experience and I just threw myself into, I call it the lion's den or it was like a shark tank, basically like people, there was trolls and it was crazy, but you know, once in a while I got a really good reading with someone and it just really taught me to trust myself and to really hone in on what I was feeling. And it was really a crash, crash course in reading for other people. And then I realized like that isn't really uh, so much how I want to read for other people. And, you know, and I got out of that position, but I don't know, you know, I've always eh, kind of pushed myself to these <laughs> extremes and thrown myself off these cliffs at these, at these moments in time sprinkled throughout my life. So I don't know. <laughs> I love it. No, uh, a few years ago, I was talking with my husband about how uh, the, I love your, your analogy of gobbling up information. And I've said, you know, there's some um, animals that kind of delicately choose what they're going to eat, um, only eat certain parts or they're scavengers, or whatever. And I, and I said that I was kind of like an owl. I would just gobble <laughs> the whole thing. And then over time, like, later be like, <laughs> bones and hair and whatever. That oh my gosh, I love me. that. I love that. I right? Love I'm it. like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna believe this whole thing right up front and then later I can sift sift back through and be like yeah that's not working for me anymore so you were like it sounds like online or via telephone were you doing the, the no I was I was doing an online like an international gotcha. tv channel yep okay yeah I love that so what happened so now do you do readings online in person like what is it yeah you know, you're professional do that now mm -hmm. yeah so now I do that um I work on an app and I do that and then I also have my website which I launched about six months ago and yeah so I offer readings through through video and I can do like live one-on-ones or I um do a reading and record it and send it to the person so yeah that's where I'm at right now and is astrology woven into that for you or is yeah. it a separate aspect or, or an offering that you can, yeah. people can purchase from you? Well, I don't call myself a professional astrologer because I mm -hmm. don't do uh, birth charts. Like I'm, I don't just, you know, would design them, draw them up. Um, and I don't, I'm not someone I know you can, for, for me, you can go to someone that could give you a better understanding of that. I'm more of like in, intuitively looking at your chart and from my understanding telling you what I see or what life experience I can see that you've been through or are gonna um, go through because well I guess just my own intuitive understanding of the planets and their aspects and things like that so what I do is I offer readings where I can look at your situation energetically and meditate upon that. And then I can pull some cards and then pull up your chart and, and study that for a bit and then combine the two and, and really let you know what I, what I feel is going on with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does, how does the intuition come to you? Cause you know, I've, I've been talking with a couple of people um, as I'm recording these and, it, and it's, just so interesting to hear how like physically or mentally like intuition um, or like sort of like psychic gifts come to people. Um, and mm -hmm. so, yeah, so I just, I'm curious, how do you, how do you know when your intuition is speaking? Yeah. Okay. So that took me um, a long time to trust that, you know, I didn't, 
I didn't trust that for a very long time. And I think that came from feelings of um, feeling like I, I wasn't worth anything. And so when you don't have very good feelings of worth, you're not going to trust your, your intuition in yourself. Um, but I, I, I know I had to build that trust with myself. And I feel like the more that I do feel like it's work and I feel, I do think of it as, you know, a muscle, like an, like you have to flex it and work with it. And I will, you know, there's different ways and people have different techniques and meditations. But for me, the more I work on it and listen to, and listen to what I receive and then give it a little bit of rest and then go back to it, the, the more enhanced it becomes. And it, and it, it's weird because it, it's changing for me. And especially like right now, I'm really getting a lot of visions and that's really exciting to me. Um, the past six months, I started getting, um, being very clairvoyant and I am just so excited about that. But it's something, um, it takes a lot of meditation and work to um, really, uh, yeah, to get that and to work with that. But most of the time through my intuition, it's, it's something that um, I feel. I feel, and I think that's called claircognizance or claircognizance. And, um, it's just a feeling. And, and I think you just get better at that. The more you trust yourself, you know, and the more that you just surrender to that, um, that flow and you're open, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking like meditation and my own experience in relationship to intuition and how, how it does change. I think that the culture, I don't know why, why I feel like we kind of get the message that it's just like you, you there's one way or there's one way for you. And then once you figure it out that it's not going to change. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it too, is that there is, there is no manual. I mean, it's, it's really about trusting yourself so that you can be open to receiving. And then, you know, it's, um, it's sort of like being blind down this new path. And then there's another corner to turn. And it it really is about so much about trust and these abilities, you know, mine have really gone from just feeling to, I had a, um, a three month period over the summer where I was hearing things and that was really exciting, but I, I didn't really know how to cultivate that so much except for trust it. But then that kind of went away and now I'm getting a lot of dreams and, um, seeing, you know, things in my mind's eye and that's really exciting. So I'm, I, I know how to work with this one, but it is very interesting how, it just keeps, it keeps going, but you know, staying in the flow is what. <laughs> yeah, no, but like going down, going down that, um, it's like peeling back the kind of different layers and, you know, experiencing all of the different ways that you could, you can be working with yeah. intuition and that, um, it's like one, one door opens and it's like, oh, but then there's this other, I kind of sometimes think of it as like Alice in Wonderland where you're like, oh, there's this tiny little door. Let me follow that. Oh, wait, 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 there's this thing. Yeah. It's, and I think that if you say yes, like, what are you saying yes to? I mean, if you say yes to something and you follow it, it's going to take you somewhere. And then some of them, you know, with your intuition, it can lead you and lead you and lead you and lead you. You know, um, I had this funny little story about, I don't know, it was like a month and a half ago. I had asked Spirit for some signs for some personal work I was doing. And I was out on a run and I love nature, you know, and I'm one of those people now that I'm like, where have you been all my life, nature? <laughs> and it's, it's been there. It's just like, where was I, you know? Um, and then I was on this run and, um, and I was asking for a sign and I came across this and and I was told that I should look for red and black to make a long story short. And I came across this bush and there were all of these um, 
you know, dead plants and, and the trees around, but there was this bush and I immediately noticed on my run and it was half blackberries and half red berries. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? And I was like, here's black and red, black and red. And I was like, well, where do I go from here? And I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like in this flow. And so I saw this bush and then I saw this river and there was this patch of sand by the river behind the bush. So I went to the patch of sand by the river behind the bush and then I didn't know what I was doing, but I found myself um, putting like uh, a sigil in the sand. And then after I did that, I felt really great. And then I went for my run and then I, you know, went home and then I come to find out, you know, this sigil that I wrote in the sand belonged to this certain deity who was represented by red and black and how this de deity was like really helpful in the, um, you know, the, the purpose that I was, or the things that I was asking for. And it, it just like one of those, you know, how, you know how it goes. Like I've heard you talk about synchronicity and exploring these things, but like, it just showed, like, I just kept exploring the, these unknown things on my run that day. And I didn't even really know what I was doing. I just, you know, kind of just did it anyway. And it was just being very innocent and like a child almost. And then it was like, I was just blown away. And I was like, I want more of that, please. <laughs> totally. It's just, it reminds me of, like you said, of being a child. And yet there's this, um, this grown up aspect to it where I, I feel like I am rediscovering aspects of myself from when I was a kid where I would just trust that and go with it. And of course you saw, uh, blackberry slash red berry bush and the sigil like like it like it makes a perfect sense and yet to my to the adult part of the I live in a capitalistic society where everything needs to be widgets and uh you know quantified it's like what that story sounds crazy but if right but, it, but it's not it hits like a deeper part of my of myself it's like yes this is like a coming home like of course you had that yeah and it's just, it's just like so amazing. And I have those sort of stories and situations um, sprinkled throughout my, my days every month. And it's just amazing. And I get so excited and I, I live, I, I live to, to be in that, hit that vein and live in that flow and then to be able to talk about it. And my partner, he gets, he laughs at me because I mean, I'm just like a child about that stuff. I jump up and down and I'll be like, and then do you know what happened? And then, and then, oh my God, would you believe that I look over here and there's a freaking crane looking at me. <laughs> you know, there's just, I just love that stuff so much. <laughs> now what's your community like? Cause you know, I'm, I'm working to try to like make my community in person more, um, solid and robust and I'm finding that I really am developing like an amazing online community friendships but yeah I guess I'm just curious you know do you still feel kind of that loneliness from when you were you know younger and kind of just being like I'm on this path alone but then there's the virtual aspect or mm -hmm. you know what's your relationship to community what you just said um it's it is that aspect of feeling alone and then there's the aspect of i have this awesome online community um but in my uh in real life i don't hang out with people um who do this do this or live this way um i i'm a bit isolated here in my home i don't drive um, I do, you know, get out and stuff and everything, but I don't like, I, I'm at a, the age and I have a seven year old and it's kind of like making new friends without like, you know, it's just kind of hard. I don't know, um, mm -hmm. out there. And I, so I don't really know. I'm just very happy with the way things are. And I guess right now for me, it's uh, a lot of it 
Well, I would probably say all of it is online, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't No, I feel like the online, especially, you know, I can really relate to having my, my own seven year old in life is like, it's, it's this beautiful way of connecting, um, while my kid is also spilling goldfish crackers on the floor, you know, and, yeah. and the, the getting out, um, and doing stuff and meeting people. It's like, it is challenging. It is challenging. Um, and, yeah. and so to have this kind of space online, that's kind of just for myself. Right. And I do know for a fact though, that if I lived, um, I think if I lived back in the Pacific Northwest, when I used to live there, I think that it would, I would be able to find people a little bit easier, but where I live in Michigan, um, I, I, know I haven't found anybody online in my city or I haven't, I just haven't had any, um, any tips. So it's not like I'm going to walk down the street downtown with um, a sign that says, <laughs> you know, I love being a witch and practicing tarot. Want to hang? Like, I don't, <laughs> it's just not been an unnatural, um, unfoldment there. And it does make me sad sometimes, but it's just one of those things like, well, are you going to dwell on that? Are you going to look at what you do have and like, you know, like what you excel, who you excel with and um, stuff like that. I mean, um, but yeah, I miss hanging out with people and having a sense of community and get and like, I, I see people online who have, you know, tarot hangs at their house and things like that. And I'm like, what? Why can't I be there? <laughs> I know. We got to get you out for one of Jordan's tarot hangs, you so, know? <laughs> and, you know, I just like, I feel so good about that. And I'm like, you know, one day I'll have that missing community in my life one day. But, you know, I can't have it all. And I am a very grateful person. I am so blessed. So I'm just going to take what I have now and just love on it because it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I've been so excited to talk to you like it's you were you were on my short list of people where I'm like I gotta talk to her like this is gonna be you know so fun and I'm um I guess I'm just curious if there are things that we haven't yet kind of started talking about or maybe that we have um but we haven't gone deep enough um into things that are kind of just coming up for you that you feel like you really want to share with the community about, you know, your gifts or things you're doing or parts of your story or um, advice. So I guess that's like a pretty big question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, I think that what oh, I, I've, I've been noticing, like so many of us in, on Instagram um, in the Instagram community have been feeling this sense of it's okay to know that we are just where we are and that there, you know, there's, you don't necessarily know exactly where we're headed, where we're going. And, um, and also being a, um, a small business owner on Instagram and, you know, having, um, you know, clientele. And I know a lot of us, you know, struggle with that. And then there's, you know, uh, all that sometimes getting caught up in the rush and the competition. And I just feel like, um, everybody is doing like what they're supposed to be doing. And it just feels like really good to be like, I just feel like I'm more of in a flow now. Like when I first, like last year, like even like six months ago, got into Instagram and I'm much more into being like, okay, if this works for me professionally, great, but I'm not going to like push it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah. like, like that just started to, like, I understand, like I, I wrote this post on, I guess like last week about what the difference between, it's a fine line between, a fine line finding like um 
you know, like knocking on a door that's not for you versus giving up, like should, you know, you doesn't have, what is it? Sometimes you just like, you, it's good to promote yourself and to push, but there comes a time where I'm just not going to do that forever. And I'm just going to like relax in the flow. And like, basically what I'm saying is, is just like, that's where I'm at. And it, <laughs> You know, the, before we before we started recording, I pulled a tarot card just to kind of. I did too. And I want to talk did about you? that. Too. Okay. <laughs> the card that I pulled was the star. Awesome. And so, when you're talking about flow, and in the deck that I'm using, it's the Numinous Tarot deck, and it's just this Ooh. this figure who is just resting on a cloud in that is so cool in the night sky, and in their hands, like their arm is kind of becoming translucent and in their hands, it's like the, the, the galaxy um, is just flowing through their hand. And I love this image of, you know, the star is just like the pause and yet there's so much happening. Um, yes. And so just like looking at this as you're talking, I'm like, I feel like this figure where I'm just listening to your magic, like wash over me. And I'm like, Oh, I forgot to, how to do an interview, you know, (laughs) like there's just so much magic. And there, and there is, and there's, there are so many magical people on Instagram and there's so many people offering magic. And, um, you know, we are, you know, from this capitalist society or the patriarchy and all of that we've been conditioned to, to think that, you know, our value value comes from, you know, what we can sell and what, and all of that. And it's just like, I, I just feel uh, right now, it's just just a really a, collectively a good time to just appreciate where we're at and to just know, like, yeah, you have magic, I have magic. Like, let's just relax in this flow. And does that sound really hippie-ish? <laughs> I mean, but I'm I'm going with it because I love it. Speaking to me. <laughs> um, so I want to hear what what tarot card you pulled. Okay, well, so I didn't pull a tarot card. I pulled like I did this little spread, and I did Ooh. it just to like kind of I do. I did it to sort of ground me in what direction I should go in or like what to expect. But I have to say, I was really blown away um, because I, I pulled a card of what to expect from you. And today was um, temperance, which I thought was really cool because you are what is Sagittarius. Yeah. Yes. And the, the Mercury moves into Sagittarius today. And so I thought that was cool. And then also, I know I've heard you talk about temperance. And then also I thought, well, you know, how, what else, I asked, what else can I, is, is she like, cause I'm nosy like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no cause I just, I love energies and I thought, well, what kind of energy? And you got queen of wands and I said, oh gosh, you know, there's her, there's her Leo rising there. I said, this is that fire. This is that, that fire that she talks about of having to submerge yourself into with your clothes on in a, in a pool of water. Yeah. But you so know, I thought that and, was really and the, cool. And the Queen of Wands is doing the same type of thing as temperance, as far as in their soul, trying to blend water and fire. Very cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, also, I also got when I asked, you know, like overall, what can I expect? <laughs> Tara's like, really? Okay, so what to expect? I mean, I'm like, that's cool, but what to expect overall? <laughs> yeah. Um, I got four of wands and I was like, that is so cool. Celebrate union, have fun. And then I was like, can I have a personal tip tarot? And tarot is like, well, four of pentacles. And I was like, what, how dare you? And I was like, oh, I get it. Relax. (laughs) Okay. Just relax. (laughs) Don't be uptight. Don't hold yourself in, you know? So I thought that was 
cool. And I definitely think tarot or slash my guides have a sense of humor because I was just like, at first I was like four of pentacles, really? And I was like, oh yeah, be flexible, adapt, relax. <laughs> Don't you hold know. it so tightly. Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. Maybe I should start doing that, doing a little spread instead of. It's so much just, fun. But you know what? As I look at the star, the card right underneath it is temperance. It just oh, popped wow. out there. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. I just love so, how tarot connects. When you think, when you're into astrology, um, is that a love of yours? That, that is. is. Yeah, that's what I thought. And are you, have you thought anything about um, like the house system? Do you use Placidus or do you use Full House? So I have been, I have just recently gotten a reading and I'm actually going to interview her soon. Um, and she uses Placidus and she did mm -hmm. um, the Sinistry Wheel with me and my children, um, which was really, oh, which was very really cool. cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I've been using, I've been just like following Chani Nicholas. Mm -hmm. who uses the whole house okay. so I'm still kind of like in the exploration phase of like what um what I kind of like right with. and like you know again I'm sort of in that gobble because I listened to another podcast where she uses campanus mm -hmm. uh, there's so many there's so many mm -hmm. there's so many mm -hmm. and so I just feel like I'm in that kind of gobbling up phase of like learning what do you what system do you use or do you gravitate well, towards I did, you know, for pretty much my whole life, I was using Placidus, and I guess the only way, reason why I bring it up is, is just because I, I just started to kind of shift into the whole house system, and, and it's just so in, interesting how um, they both can work for you, I've, I have found, um, but the whole house system has been really interesting discovering because, you know that saying, read me to filth? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the whole house system really articulates these feelings that have been so subconsciously enmeshed in my personality that I've actually been like shocked or you know have started to grieve a bit that I'm understanding what it's about mm -hmm. so it's like completely like blowing my mind but the placidus like I get and I'm like yep that's me and oh yeah and aren't I cool that way you know having the eighth house planet there and you know but then I'll right. be like the 12th or the, yeah the whole house I'm like yeah you know I'm, I'm so cool but that's what that is whoa will I ever ever really like get over that issue help yeah. me yeah yeah <laughs> and I'm like you, it just sees me and I'm just like it's it's and I'm like wow and then it's to the point where I just thought this was funny because I wanted to talk to somebody about it because um I'm really interested in now to get an actual like intuitive you know uh astrological chart reading um from one of my friends and she gives professional readings and she's really awesome and she does full house but part of me like is trying to hold me back and is like no like that's that's some, you should like that's some deep serious like issues right that she's gonna see and like really you like you have that in the first house like are, do you want to talk about like that's not that's not cool like <laughs> yeah it's yeah so funny but I'm like no you know this is just I'm I, I love this because I'm rediscovering that you know gosh there's just so much magic you can just keep going with things and and um yeah. And I'm not somebody that reads into everything. I'm really not. I'm, I'm a Virgo with a Taurus moon. I'm very practical. I'm very grounded, but you know, like 
when I get into something like I, you know, I know when it's time to like stop or I know when something is, or, you know, put something out. If something's not making sense, I'm like, Oh, maybe not or whatever. You know, I'm not somebody that's like, Oh my God, you know, like a fly landed on my nose. It means this, you know, I'm not, gonna do that like all the time but when I strike I call it straight gold you know which could be these little things like I just know and I'm yeah. just like I'm just blown away by astrology and how you can see certain things and then you can also pinpoint things from your past or say oh my gosh holy crap like I totally thought this about you when I met you like nine years ago and I just read about it now about you astrologically like I just love how you can just like do these 360s and that you live in this spiral and that time is not linear and you can find yourself and you can find yourself in these witchy practices or astrology and just and be picking it up from all over your years Ugh. I know it is. It's so, it's so beautiful. And it's so challenging to me because like when I was getting this reading, I just, she, she would ask like, do you have any questions? And I was like, I have like 1 billion questions and nothing is coming to me because it's like, you just saw all of the different things. And even though it's not really the house system that I'm kind of, you know, like I'm gravitating right now towards whole house. Um, just because it, it feels when I look at it, it, mm -hmm. it makes more, it makes like my eyes don't bug out of my head to try to like do right. math. And so it like, it looks balanced. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or, um, but she was saying, it's one of the things she said about my, um, my youngest or my oldest child, she was like, uh, you show him love by talking to him. And that's like really what he needs. And your youngest, Aww. your youngest feels loved by eating food. And, uh -huh. uh, and I was just like, holy cow, are you, here? are you like recording in my bed? Like, this is like, that, I watched and it was just perfect. That is amazing. And I love that about astrology. I as well, like look into synastry charts and composite charts with couples and people with their children. And I did a reading, um, for a woman and her two children last month. And I never even saw a picture of her face. She just ordered for me. And, um, you know, I got right to the issues there with her challenge. She was like, Oh my gosh, but it's amazing because it's in there. And like with my own child, you know, it's not, it's not a pretty issue. And I, and I'll just say it, it, it speaks of her having to be with a mother that could not connect with her because her mother was addicted to substances the first mm -hmm. five years of her life. And it's, it's freaking sad, you know, mm -hmm. and I look at it and it, it shakes me up and it breaks my heart. And then I have to be like, I am just so grateful for this clarity to know that I'm out of that. She has that wound and I can help her help her now because I can be, you know, there's what we call in recovery living amends. You know, I can, I can make this up to her because I have, I know now like what to do, you know, and I know how to, you know, like right. that's the only, you know, you got to go forward, but it's like, I see that. And I, and I, I can even see that in our, you know, her birth chart and I can see it in our synastry chart. And yeah, while it's painful, astrology, you know, there's evolutionary astrology for, they call that for a reason because we evolve mm -hmm. and her chart is not always staying the same. And she has that aspect, of, you know, that she was born with, um, you know, that talks about me spe very specifically, you know, doing and not doing these things to her that are harmful or, you know, negligent. Um, it talks about that. That's a wound, you know, for me and her, but it also shows, you know, us growing out of that and um, me teaching her much uh, um, about 
the world and understanding and deep, deep insight from being in those trenches and coming out of that and her in turn, you know, getting to grow out of that and having a, a present mother that's more than just sober. I'm actually like very, very spiritual and compassionate, but it's just, it, it's amazing what you can find in the chart. It is absolutely amazing. Yeah. As you were talking, it, it reminded me the first time I ever had a chart read, which was, it was years ago, um, by somebody that I actually went to high school with. And she, um, she said, she was like, she was like really surprised that she was like, well, in this chart, she's like, I'm confused in this chart that what I'm reading is that it would be somebody who would have struggled or been like abandoned hmm. early, early on, like, As early, you, like huh? days, days. And I was like, I was adopted. I was like, I, oh, you know, yeah. and she go, and she was like, Oh, it makes sense now. And she was like, but here it is right here in the chart. And I wish that I would have like, I don't know, taken notes or You'll find it find again. <laughs> that that is a key point for sure. You'll find yeah. that again, or somebody will find that again. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It was, just, it was amazing, and it was so validating. Of like, here it is, right here, and mm -hmm. then to see how much growth and change, and it's not. I don't think of things. I I mean, when I work with my students, I um, I say this isn't this isn't going to limit you but it's going to be a starting point to have these kind of conversations. Like I'm not saying because you're an X type of procrastinator that that's like all you're going to ever be, or you're going to be boxed. But I love labels. I love learning this stuff because it just helps me be more mindful and intentional. Right. Right. And then if there's always, you know, the, um, the, the polarity, you know, slash duality in there too. And it's just like, you know, you can look at something and think, okay, yeah, that, when I got, you know, on the, on, in the negative part of that, you know, uh, it got pretty bad, but there's this part of my chart that will, you know, pull that I can lean towards that can pull me out of that yeah. and can help balance that or can help me see why I don't want to do that and how I cannot do that. It's just really incredible to know. It's basically knowing your strengths and your weaknesses, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and having that, that leg up and, and thinking, you know, oh, I can really benefit from this by doing that and oh that makes sense if I you know you know yeah it's, it's just so incredible to be able to have it in your tool belt your uh, your own to, to own yourself to know what you can do for yourself and to know like hey you know I need to do this because um, I naturally would go down this path and it would be really easy for me to go down this path. It's not good for me. So I need, I need to strive for this. And right. then, then I'm, I'm thinking about like things also like the North node and the South node. And oh yeah. I was just going to say that like, I have so much fire in my chart. Like she read it. She was like, you have eight things in Sagittarius. Um, that is amazing. What a stellium. Well, well, it's like with all the asteroids and um, and then it's like in my fifth house, it's and you know, so it's just like a wow, lot, a lot it's going in your up. fifth house. You are like a party animal, <laughs> <laughs> except like I love just like sitting on my couch, know, like, but know. it's like online though, online and do, starting creative projects. And yes, um, creative I, project, art, mm -hmm. drama, music, theater, all of that. But my north note is cancer, oh, and so it's just sure. this sweet. Um, but that, that, that's where so much struggle has come is like, yeah. thinking, Oh, how do I blend? How do I be this fiery queen of wands, um, artistic person? And then the nurturing, the community, the family that really intuitive. And so like you're saying, 
once I learn a new little nugget, it's like, oh, I can integrate this. Like, okay, now I get to look at my family in a different way and look at creating and nurturing, yeah. but still using my creative self. I don't have to be like a mom, like another, a different mom. I get to just be me. That's right. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I feel like we could talk. <laughs> we could talk astrology and tarot and spirituality forever. Oh, um, I know. And the, today's the moon is in Aquarius today. So this is like a perfect time to actually do a podcast because we get to chat and that sense of community. Yes. I love it. Um, okay. Before we go, what, um, any, any last things that you want to want to share, want to talk about, um, and then we'll have time to, you know, tell them how they can get a hold of you. Hmm. You know, I was really, I just wanted to kind of, I kept thinking, you know, you, you talk about that magic and that synchronicity or uh, that situation with, what is it, Peter? Yes. Yep. <laughs> and I just was so fascinated by that. And I know probably a lot of people were. and. I get that with my daughter, those types of things, not, you know, that specific, obviously, but uh, that specific thing. But, um, you know, I get that with my daughter too. And it's almost the more just like intuition, the more I pay attention to that and love it, the more it happens. And I, I just think that's so fascinating because I never had that as a child with a, another person. How does your experiences with both your children and your spirituality um, unfolding? Yeah, so I, my, my youngest at this point now, he's been talking about Peter for five weeks, pretty consistently straight, um, which is the longest, like my older son had um, past life stories when he was about three and a half to five and a half. He had a couple um, of, of those. And I feel like what I'm doing is learning from them because just like you said, I was pretty weird as a kid. You know, I was pretty much witchy, but they just, people chalked it up to, oh, imagination and childhood and whatever. Um, that I feel like I'm learning so much from them about how to believe, but not be dogmatic and do practical things. Like my youngest will be like, mommy, Peter's thirsty. He wants juice. And I'm like, uh -huh. okay, all right, we're, we're putting some juice out on the front porch because Peter lives in the, the front yard. Um, you know, and it's like, those are ancient ancestral type practices, indigenous yes. cultures around the world. And I, I've lost the link to that because I don't have elders. Isn't I was talking. Something? Yeah. And so it's things like that where it's like following their lead. Um, when when I told my, I love oldest, that. when I told my oldest about Peter, cause I was kind of nervous about sharing the story and he was like, Oh, that's cool. Mommy Grayson can see spirits. He goes, I can't see Peter, but I think I could probably hear him. Oh. <laughs> and so I'm like, look at that non jealousy, non competitive. Oh like, yeah. And she's just like, Oh, well I can talk to him, but I can't see him. No big deal. Clear audience. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is just so amazing. And I love how you talk about, um, you know, finding, getting back into feeling connected with those very simple things that you would think that we were taught or we would be in touch with. And some people are, but you know, I don't have any elders that teach, teach me and I don't, um, I forget about those simple things too, 
you know, mm-hmm. with it. And, and it's like my daughter, um, we, we joke together because we have a lot of hawk sightings together. And I work with uh, a couple deities and um, that also work with hawk. So for me, hawk is very special. And when I see hawk, I get so excited. I like explode with glee for like two days. <laughs> and um, so I live in an area that, yeah, there's some hawks that live by, but they have taken a liking, especially though, to showing themselves to me when I'm with my daughter. And it is just so amazing. It's so special. And my daughter and I will go for a walk and we'll go to the cemetery, you know, and we will walk in there. And I love that she's not freaked out because why should she be? Because mom loves it in there. So that's yeah. not great. <laughs> they walk around because it's just beautiful in there. And there are two hawks that live in there somewhere. And, um, when she's with me, they tend to hang around and, and she sees them first usually. And it's just so beautiful. And I think it's just so special. And we, the, what happened, I, I, I was telling someone about this it's a couple months ago is I was in my reading room and my daughter started screaming and she was outside and we live probably about five blocks away from the cemetery. So she was screaming. So I immediately think, she is, you know, I don't know, fell off a bike or something horrible happened. I always think like the dog got hit by a car. I know my mind is like really macabre like that. Right. So I was like, I ran outside. I was like, what? And she was like, hawks, hawks. And I look up, I look up and there are those, they have to be the same ones. They're the two hawks and they are screeching. They are screeching and they are circling our house. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. And they, and they were screeching for so long that she had seen them. She had heard them. And she had come in and got me. And by the time I got out there, they were just doing that. And they were just calling out. And they were literally circling our house from up above. And I just got chills. And I was just like, thank you, spirit. And I was just like, oh, I love my life. I love my daughter. I I just was like so emotional. And I was just like, it was just the sweetest thing. And I was, I really knew that I, for me, it was so personal. These hawks are like showing me that I am having this, this connection with spirit, but also with my daughter that I, that I so long for. And I so long to be able to be there for her in ways that I can um, be. And it's not just to make up for the past or the way that I thought, you know, or the way that I, you know, was at fault or whatever, but it's, it's more of just to, just to learn to, to be there for her in ways that I, they, ways, ways that I can. And I just, I just, when you just feel that feeling and you know you have something special going with your children, it's just so amazing. Yeah. yeah, and it makes me think about how many more people are raising their kids in this way where they're paying attention. And it's like, you know, it, it, maybe not the next generation, but the generation after that, they may have elders, you know, like right. they have linked back in. And I noticed there's a lot of people doing ancestral work and really trying to heal themselves and try to heal um, the collective and then passing those um, practices and um, things down to their, their kids. And I'm like, oh, imagine a hundred years from now, you know, it's going to be totally different. I know. And it's, it's one of those things too. I've started to do um, animal oracle cards with my daughter about six months ago, because I can tell you 100%, I would be, now no regrets here or anything, but I would be a completely different person if someone would have told me that I had a thing called intuition and then I could trust myself and then I could ask for help and then I could trust that, you know, I would, and so I just, it's such a beautiful thing. Like when I think about what would my life be without it, 
now I would be very sad, but, um, I, you know, I grew up without it and, um, without having that, you know, being passed down to me or the elders or, you know, any of that, like anybody saying like, you know, you can, um, call upon your ancestors or call upon spirit or, and I didn't have any of that. And then with my daughter, you know, facilitating that with her is just so special because I feel like it's a confidence booster too. And it, it's, it's her getting in touch with herself and knowing that she can rely on herself and that she can trust herself. And I just think that's so huge. And I've seen her confidence go up a little bit. We've had issues with neighborhood kids and which is crazy because I had issues of being picked on and bullied. I'm like, God, why is this going to happen to my daughter? Right. <laughs> but it's just right. like, okay, nobody better can walk you through it. <laughs> so, but um, with her, it's just really, I'm just teaching her. I'm like, you have the answers inside of you, either in you. And also if you feel like they're not, I'm like, you can, you know, let me show you a little things that, you know, I know spirit loves you and can teach you some things. And, um, I don't know. I just, I've, I've, I just feel so excited that I get to, I get, I am doing it. I'm passing on a spiritual practice to her and doing yeah. this with her. And it just feels so different, but it feels amazing. Oh, I love that. And when you come out to the Pacific Northwest, which is what I'm just manifesting into the universe, yeah. so you should just bring your seven-year-old and ours can hang out together. Mine tells me that he's a, a level one tarot reader. So, um, oh. you know, <laughs> I'm like, all right, buddy. You know, he's like, you're, you're a level 10 mommy. And I'm like, I don't, let's not go that, let's not go that far. You know, I think we can all be level ones for forever, but I didn't um, know I, there were so many levels. I know. I didn't. So little levels. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't either. I'm like, how many levels am I 10 out of 10 or 10 <laughs> out of 1000? I don't know. So People want to get a hold of you. They want to book readings. They want, you know, intuitive uh, tarot and astrology and all the things you provide. Where can they find you? They can find me at deepseamercury.com. That is my website, or they can find me at DC Mercury on Instagram, and there's a link on there. Simple. Perfect. I yeah. Will, uh, I will link that up in the show notes so that they can uh, connect. Um, and this has just been so wonderful to talk to you and I'm sure it's like the first of many conversations that we will have about uh, all of these topics it has thanks so much for wanting to get together I've just I've been so excited hey friends thanks for listening to Leah Rising a tarot and creative intuition podcast as of January 2021 this podcast and all of the information is archived so feel free to listen to the episodes. The wisdom of the tarot is everlasting, but much of the information about um, booking a reading from people has changed in the last couple of years. So know that there isn't a tarot um, Instagram account or email address or way to get a hold of me for readings at this point. And of course, I will update that in the future if it changes.